People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone What's up, folks? Before we get started with this episode of the Josh Terry Podcast, I just want to give a big thank you to all of our sponsors. Blazer88. Please go check them out on all social media platforms. Pearl promoting Down Yonder Hat Co., our OnlyFans Girl of the Month, Miss Bailey at The Modern Day Cowgirl on OnlyFans. Miss Kimley Insurance, please call her and get a quote today. She's over in Sneed, Alabama. She's got two offices. Call over there. Tell her Josh Terry sent you. Cottonfield Grill, Lori's Dive-In, Back Road Park Event Venue. Hashtag 601 Roofing King, Mr. Bubba. Look him up, too. He also has Blue Collar Alliance on social media. Christina Martin Photography. She takes all of our pictures. She goes everywhere with us now. She is great. Mr. Ron over at Cashman's and Sophia's in the library. Thank you for being a sponsor. Project K9 Hero. Thank you, Mr. Jason Johnson, for being on board. Now, let's roll into the episode. What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. I got a good one for you guys today. A uh, little last show of, of January. This month has flew by so fast. And uh, this one's going to be cool. Uh, it might piss me off, but you know I like pissing people off. I love to agitate people. This person's probably going to be one of my new favorite people by the time we get done. Uh, just because I like people that are strong in their beliefs and stand by what they what they actually believe in. I'd like to introduce y'all to Miss Rissa. I did. I say that right. Rest, but you were close. Well, I'm so bad with fucking names anyway. I am the worst. I even like the stuff we do live in Nashville. I have to look back the whole time. Like whenever I'm announcing people's names and see the big ass billboard behind us to make sure I'm not screwing it up. The last thing I want to do is mess up people's names. I'm with you. I'm great with numbers. I'm awful with names. I'm bad with all of it. I'm dyslexic anyway, but I also am just not smart. And <laughs> it is is a whole task for me anytime. But uh, anyway, I, I want to thank you for taking time uh, to come do a show with me. I saw your social media. Uh, I thank you, Stitch, to do edit a video of mine. And I just so happened to see it. And when I looked on it, I was like, okay, she's got some good numbers on here. Let's see what she's about. And then I started diving into your content. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, she's cool as shit, dude. So... I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me. I really do. I didn't, I will be honest. I had no idea who you were until that video showed you. up on my, on my for you page. And I was dying laughing. My, uh, my wife is a big Christian. So yeah. when I heard you say Jesus himself would have to come down, I started the video. We were cracking up. It was well, great. Well, I'm a Christian. I'm just not a very good one. Uh, I, I believe, I, I believe in what I believe in. And, uh, I always say that there's preachers in this world and there's warriors in this world. There's people that are meant to lead by example and show their faith by 
just being who the good Lord made them to be. And that, and that's me. So a lot of people, I, I get a lot of people pissy with me when I talk about religion or whatever, or my beliefs. And uh, they're not my judge, my jury, or my executioner. So I don't give a shit what they say. But I like to irritate them. So that's, I make some videos sometimes <laughs> just to piss some people off, just to hear what a, a holier-than-thou Christian is going to say to me. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You're you are the male version of me in that aspect. So well, I, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know this, but I guess we're both lesbians. So <laughs> we got we got that in common. Um, y'all are, are my favorite of all the alphabet letters. Uh, I absolutely adore y'all. Uh, I get in a lot of trouble about that. By the way, you would be you would be shocked if you knew me in person and the stuff that I put out on social media or whatever. But we have a huge following from that community uh yeah. from from gays lesbians everything we've had the, uh, the two gay dads two girls okay. dads on the show i absolutely love them i adore them uh i catch a lot of shit from a lot of our christian followers a lot of them just haters and assholes because i refuse to be mean to anybody that's never been mean to me uh the people that has been mean to me in my life and treated me like shit have been my same skin color have been straight have been just fucking assholes that thought they knew better than the rest of the world. So I have chose to love everybody regardless of what the fuck you do behind closed doors. And if people don't like it, they can kiss my big fat ass. <laughs> That's great. I absolutely love it. And I love the two gay dads, by the way. They're so cool. And it was one of the best shows that we've done in a while. Uh, I'm big on people. And that's kind of why I reached out to you. I'd saw... Some stuff on your page, some people being fucking assholes. And I'm all about people being different. Like, if this world, if all of us were the same and had the same beliefs, it would be miserable. It would be just boring as hell. I'm a big person that believe I believe in growth. And I believe that there are certain things that you're going to believe that I'm not going to believe. But if we can have an educated conversation on those things and not just toss out ugly words back and forth to each other, then you can actually grow. You can learn from each other and have a have a, a mutual respect, even if you don't share in the same beliefs. I, I feel the exact same way. And that's why it's so frustrating when I do get beaten down for the beliefs that I have because I am so open-minded and will befriend anybody, even if they have different beliefs than me. And I've lost so many friends for that reason, because they disagree with things that I believe in. And it, it never has made sense to me. And it's not something that I don't think ever will, but I keep my heart and my mind open to people who are okay with befriending someone with different beliefs. And I totally respect that in people. Well, too, too many people get uncomfortable by somebody else, get uncomfortable by other people's beliefs and they want to run to where I think the people that are just nice, decent people can listen to somebody who's completely different than them, who that makes them uncomfortable and just learns from them. And maybe not learn, but if I ask you a question and because you say, because I said so, I'm going to lose all respect for you. But that is everybody across the board. If I ask you why you believe in something so strongly and you give me reasons why and you back it up with your beliefs, I can respect that even if I disagree with you and not right. enough people are like that. They hear something that's uncomfortable or something they don't understand and they want to fucking run away. And it makes no sense to me. It, it That makes no sense to me either because 
even if you don't agree with their beliefs, I, I absolutely agree with you there. And I say this all the time that you don't have to agree to respect someone and their beliefs. I, I've had, again, I've had this happen so many times where I'll have a civil conversation with someone and it'll turn futile because they just want me to either A, change over to their perspective, they're trying to change my mind, or they think I'm trying to change theirs when really all I'm doing is just explaining my perspective and my point of view. And I, I'm i okay with ending it at, we'll agree to disagree. But having that conversation beforehand, I feel like it's so healthy to do that, but everyone's so afraid to do that. That right now yeah uh, there's so many people that think that like oh if i say the wrong thing that i'm gonna get canceled or i'm gonna get belittled i'm the complete opposite i will tell everybody right off the bat i'm ignorant i on subjects i do not know i'm oblivious to things i do not know like uh you ever seen a good and i'm talking about down to earth wholesome just amazing christian grandmother who does not get sexual into window jokes? Like they, they, they do not get it. The, like everybody at tables, like grandma, will be like, "Won't you blow out your candles or something like that?" Or just some stupid shit. And she doesn't get it, but everybody else at the table gets it, right? So that's the same thing with with what we're talking about. Is like, if I don't know something, I'm oblivious to it without you educating me. And the rest of these people that want to give you shit and want to talk all kind of mad trash on you. It's like, I just bet they don't understand you or your beliefs, and they're not willing to. They're so closed-minded. Uh, one example that I just read about, or is I do a lot of shit with mental health because I am fucked up from head to toe with mental health problems. Uh, one of the things I like to understand is, like, I like to simplify shit to where I get it better, right? And I'll tell you, if we saw fire for the first time when we were cavemen or whatever we were, we saw fire and it scared us and we ran away. We would have froze to death because we never we never took in its warmth. We never learned from it. But it would have scared the shit out of us the first time we saw it. And that's a lot of things in our society right now. It scares the shit out of us. Doesn't mean that it's bad. And there's yeah. too many people wow. that right off the bat want to fucking say that it's bad. And it's not, dude. Like I, I saw my my girlfriend. Who, uh, by the way, she wanted me to tell y'all, hey, she follows y'all stuff or whatever. Uh, she's y'all probably like her. She's a recovering lesbian. Um, she is. Uh, she is going to fuck me up for that. Um, you have no idea. I'm going to catch so much hell. She might go back to being a lesbian after that comment. Oh, to be I'm real with bored. you. Uh, but anyway, I don't blame her. I don't either. Fuck us. Like, look at y'all. I would it, all day, every day. If I was a woman. All day, every day. I don't get it. We're disgusting human beings. Men are pigs. <laughs> uh, 100%. But um, I I didn't understand about the thing with the dogs. Yeah. And she was ex trying to explain it to me. She's like, no, you got to go look at these videos and all this other kind of stuff. And I looked at it. And one, I'm all about people. If you ain't feeding me, fucking me, or financing me, your opinion doesn't matter anyway. And I don't understand why people... These days, just because you got a keyboard or you got a phone in front of you, thinks that you have to intrude and tell other people that they're wrong the way they're living. And for the people who have not heard about that situation, will you kind of give them a little bit of a heads up about what what kind of happened with that? Yeah. So, um, where to begin? Back in 2021, I started my breeding program of golden retrievers, and I 
wanted to do things differently than the typical mainstream golden retriever breeder because they're dying so young of cancer and diabetes and heart issues and all these things. So I really dove headfirst into, you know, researching why those things were happening. And I'm already a pretty holistically minded mom when it comes to my kids. So I thought to myself, why am I not doing this with my dogs? So when I got my, my male and my female, I was planning on, you know, starting my breeding program. I actually ended up with a natural rearing breeding mentor who I worked with for two years. You know, we, we really, you know, we talked pretty much every day and I learned so much from her. And in March of 2022, after our first litter, we did keep a female from that litter. And then we also brought in another female because we were going to be adding a red golden to our program. Well, that female unfortunately brought Parvo into our house and it was instant. Um, we had five dogs at the time. We had a German shepherd and four goldens, one of which was nine weeks, one of which was four months from the first litter and then the mom and the dad. And the German shepherd was the first one that got Parvo ended up in the hospital. They gave him a 20% chance of life, sent him back home. We actually revived him um, holistically and he lived. And it was very cool to see that um, 180 turn when they gave him such a small percentage of a chance. But the four-month-old um, also started showing symptoms and we did take her to the vet. They turned us away because they don't want it to spread yeah. in the, the regular vet's office. So they said, you can go to the emergency vet. Well, that emergency vet was $1,500 a night and they wanted us to stay there for seven days. And they, even prior to, you know, them telling us that they said that she has a 20% chance of life at that point. So I, Unfortunately, I could not afford that. There was no way I couldn't open up a credit card. Like there was, I tried, I tried to open up a care credit card. Like there, I was at a dead end. So they gave us fluids. We went home and unfortunately she did pass that night after we tried everything. When I tell you <laughs> everything, um, and because we have such a large following on social media, they went crazy because we don't do the typical vaccines for our dogs. I have a very um, strong belief that the cons outweigh the pros when it comes to that. And with anything, there are risks. And unfortunately with that, it, it didn't go in our favor. Now I will say out of the five dogs in my house, typically Parvo rips through an entire household. Like that is the most contagious of them all. Three of my five dogs didn't even show a symptom, including the nine-week-old puppy. So it absolutely was one of the most horrific things I've ever had to experience. But there was also something that told me, wow, what I did with my first two Goldens worked. They they got exposed to Parvo in the same room as a dog, and they now have the antibodies. They're moving forward. They're healthy. So I, I learned a lot. Um, if I could do it differently... I wouldn't because we did everything we possibly could for her, but that resulted in a Reddit group that was to avenge that dog's death. And it has spiraled into something so big now because of how upset they were about that um, and blamed us for her death. Well, first off, we'll get them a tissue if it makes them feel better. Um, that's so stupid to me. So I was under, I was under a false assumption of this, by the way. 
So this is where I wanted to like kind of get it all firsthand before I assumed anything. So whenever you took your dogs to the vet that, that had Parvo, you would give them, like you had told the vet or whatever, they could give them fluids, they could give them whatever they needed to, to survive, yeah. correctly? Yep, correct. So you, were, so you were not denying them treatment? No, they, they denied them treatment, okay. but also tried sending us somewhere else. Like they were trying to help. But well, I could not financially well, afford say, that. When I say deny them treatment, okay. So, like, I don't know if you've heard. This is kind of the same, but not really. You'll get some parents or whatever that'll take their kids to the doctor. Something's really bad wrong with them. Doctor tries to give them the medicine. Parents say no. We don't believe in oh. this medicine. That's what I mean. Denying them of medicine. You, yes. The, no. the vet offered whatever they offered to save the dog's life. You were like, hell yeah. If you could afford it, I would have done it. Yes. Okay. What yeah. y'all didn't give them in the first place was the vaccines at birth. Correct. Correct. Okay. I have a huge problem with anybody being fucking mad about that. Uh, I didn't understand it. Like I thought that you guys, and it wasn't that I would have had a problem with it anyway, because it's your dogs. Mm -hmm. If you did deny them medicine, but how long have dogs been around since we've been around? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, when did all these causes of cancer in human beings and dogs or whatever start? Like, it's when we started putting all this stupid shit in our body. Some right. people's genetic makeup is okay with it, and some people's ain't. Right. Like, I, I really, parents that don't want to vaccinate their kids, I really don't have a fucking problem with it. Like, if I was going to sit there and I was going to bitch when the vaccines came out during COVID, and I would say repeatedly, I'm not getting it because I don't know what this is going to do to me in 10 years if it's a proven thing right. I, I can have that conversation with somebody but it not being proven you're not putting it in my body but also mm -hmm. i can't tell you your morals or what you believe in like there so the people were just mad because you didn't have hindsight to where not every dog's gonna get parvo not every dog's gonna get fucking sick like dogs have been around forever they've got immunities to most of that shit anyway yeah and it's it's the same thing as like if if you're looking at the COVID vaccine, if people that got the COVID vaccine still got COVID, like they still get that. It's the same thing with Parvo. Actually, as I was leaving the the vet that we took her to, that you know we were literally standing outside because they wouldn't let us inside with her, and she looked at me and she said, "She backstory. She was my mom's." Um, old neighbor. So this, I knew her a little more personally than, than, you know, you typically know your vet. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, just don't beat yourself up about this. I don't agree with the way you do things. But when I tell you most of the dogs in here have the Parvo vaccine that get Parvo and they've had those shots and they still get it. She said, it's, you know, it's a crap shoot either way. And I said, that's exactly the way that I look at it. It literally, that disease is so rough that it doesn't matter which way you go. It's not going to pick and choose if yeah, that we, makes sense. I, I love my dogs. We have a shit ton of them and I've had them my whole life. I've had dogs that have probably had every vaccination that have been treated better than people. And they've got part of it before I've lost one of my best of his friends all time. His name was Conan. Uh, when mm -hmm. I was probably, in high school, a Rockwilder we had for 12, 13 years. It got him at the end of his life. He caught Parvo at the end of his life and never had it before. It, but it's like everything. Like you can, you can prepare your body, your whatever for everything. And I don't care what anybody says. 
when it's your time or when the right thing comes along, there's not shit you can do about it. All that prepping mm-hmm. stuff, it don't really fucking help if it's if it's your number. If your number's up, you're fucked. Yeah, I don't disagree with you to an extent. I really don't. I, I think I think in my eyes, looking back, like people ask me all the time, if that happened, if you could go back to 2022, would you do it differently? And I say, no, I wouldn't because we worked like 24 hours a day, every hour giving her the things that, you know, I've been told help with, you know, dogs with parvo holistically, naturally. I even had a vet that I knew come over and give me things that she had from her office to give her that were not holistic. And we used those things as well. And it still didn't help. She, she was going either way. And so that's why I look back. No, I wouldn't do it differently. I don't change my beliefs because of that one incident that happened because I see the other dogs in my house and how my two oldest have never set foot inside of a vet besides to get an ultrasound for a pregnancy. And it just, that makes me keep going. Well, I've always found it funny, especially like where I live. I'm not sure if you live like in a rural community or city or whatever. I live in the country. I've lived in the country my whole life. I've always found it hilarious how these people that over baby dogs in the first place, those dogs most of the time don't live a super long life, but you'll have farmers here that don't have dogs that'll live 20 years that they've never done anything, never took them to the vet, never whatever. Like I, I do believe that there are a lot of that shit that is unnecessary and our bodies are just not made for it. Well, I, there's not enough people in this world that realize that what I'm going to say, there's going to be a lot of people that hate me for this, but there's not enough people that realize pharmaceutical companies, whether it's for vets, whether it's for humans, whatever, they're not making shit to keep us from getting sick. They're making shit to prolong our sickness. So they have to keep you like we have to keep using it. You go to fucking any of these trucks. This is the only case I ever have to make about this to any of these dumbasses that ever want to come at me. You go look at these third world countries and you go look at these indigenous tribes that have never seen anything that we take or put in our body. It's only ate fish, vegetables, the meat they've killed and everything. They live to be a hundred fucking years old and look good. I am 36 yeah. years old and look like hell. <laughs> I, 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 people don't get, we're putting shit in our bodies that our bodies were never meant you don't hear you 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 never look back and hear like a greek mythology book or a roman shit or whatever medieval times you're like oh so and so every one out of ten people had cancer no no they or didn't. autism yeah, or all of those things yeah yeah they didn't this the shit we're putting in our bodies i actually I am so on the fence with the vaccination stuff across the board. I think some shit is proven and I have no problem with it whatsoever. But also if you're a parent, that's your kid. That's your responsibility. Fuck it. Like if you don't feel comfortable with it, why is it? Why does your, my, does it matter? And it doesn't seem like you're the type of person and you might be. So if I'm wrong, you correct me now so we can have a debate here. You don't seem like the type of person that's trying to push that agenda. You're just saying this is how I live. Yeah, and I it's more so I share my experiences. So it's not so much trying to push that on anybody. I share what I've been through and what has brought me to this point. 
And if I see, you know, people shoving the other side down people's throats, like I'll comment, I will have try and have a debate with someone. Typically, I get shut down before I'm even able to have a debate because they don't even want to talk. But if I'm ever able to have a conversation about that, I'm like, look, I I respect you. Like, I respect your beliefs. I respect this. But I'm going to share with you what happened to me because I would have never known the things that I know if I hadn't talked to the other moms that had the same experience happen to them. I would have never connected those dots in my head had I not spoken to those parents. And social media is a toxic, but a beautiful thing all at the same time, because I wouldn't know half the things that I know today without it. And hearing other people's experiences is what helps us learn. And I know correlation doesn't equal causation. And I people tell me this all the time. But when you have thousands of moms and dads at one rally telling you the same story that happened with their child, it's hard to ignore that. It really is. And if people would just listen and be open-minded, even if you don't change your mind, instead of bashing someone for it until you've experienced it, just listen, listen to what they have to say. What was your turning point where you were just like, I don't want, I want to do the holistic thing. I don't want to do the vaccines. So my son, um, he first off was born with a leg deformity um, that he ended up having to have surgery on at a year old and he's had 11 surgeries as of now. But when he was a year old, he had his first surgery. So at that point we were still vaccinating, still doing all the things. And we skipped his 15 month shots because he was still recovering from surgery. He had a external fixator on his leg. So we skipped those. And then when we went in for his 18 month shots, they gave him the 15 and 18 month shots all in one day. And to me, hearing from my pediatrician, this is normal, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was 25, 26 at the time. So I listened to the pediatrician and I just did what, what they told us to do. And that night he spiked in 104 fever and we gave him Tylenol and we put him to bed. The next morning, I woke up to this banging sound on the baby monitor. And I was like, what is that? And I run into his room and he's throwing his head against the back of the crib and had nothing in his eye, like looking straight ahead, nothing in his eyes. So I scream for, you know, my ex-husband and we go in there and he's not there. He, I mean, he's literally not there. And I pick him up. Um, he tried to get out of my arms. So I put him on the ground and throws himself against the floor multiple times. Are you raising your hand or? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm getting, I get emotional yeah. about kids. I'm just like yeah. over here right now. Yeah. So he was, he was 18 months and that day it's everything slowly started to go. So up until that point, he was walking, talking, you know, eating with a spoon and fork, playing with other kids, looking me in the eye, smiling, all the things that kids are typically supposed to do. Over the span of the next week, I noticed everything was falling away. He's, he wasn't looking me in the eye anymore. I didn't see him smile once. He started lining up toys instead of playing with them. He started spinning in circles, flapping his hands, doing all of these things that he had never done before. And I called the pediatrician. Oh, and he stopped talking. That's the main point. I don't know how I forgot that. Completely stopped talking. So called the pediatrician. They said, you know, it's a normal reaction. He's also around the time, the age where they, you know, autism symptoms come out. And I was like, 
like right after. So, you know, I took their word and I just, we worked with him. We ended up getting him evaluated. He actually got diagnosed um, with autism when he was two. And over that six months, you know, I just did what I was told. And then about two months after he was diagnosed with autism, I, I was on Facebook and I saw a post from a woman and her story was identical to mine. And I was like, what? So I went back, I looked at the timeline. I looked at the day he got his shots versus the day that he, I took videos. I have videos of it. I have pictures of it. So I looked at the whole timeline and I was like, oh my God. And then I ended up joining this group that she told me to join. And it was all these parents that had the same scenario happen. So long story short, I ended up getting myself tested for a gene called MTHFR. We we call it the motherfucker gene now. <laughs> and it's something that doesn't help your body. It, it makes your body not detox things properly. So 40% of the world has it. They just don't know it because they don't test for it. It's actually like a $500 blood test. So I got tested. I had a double copy, which means all of my kids have a copy meaning they can't really detox vaccines the way that someone without MTHFR would be able to. So I stopped cold turkey right there. I stopped taking them to the pediatrician. Um, and unless obviously they need to, unless they're you know sick enough to warrant that. But we just stopped and I, I halted it. Well, first off, uh, you've probably never heard me spoke on this. And I, you said it earlier that you didn't know who I was. I'm glad you don't. So a bunch of this shit I'm going to say to you will be like new. Uh, and hopefully some of your listeners, as people that's coming from you, I already think autism is a superpower and that is not <laughs> a joke. I think people that are hyper-focused on the things that they love and they ignore the rest of the world. I really do think that it is a superpower. I also yeah. think people that are born with down syndrome have a superpower to where they are happier than anybody else in the world and they've Absolutely. learned to tune out the negativity, the bullshit, the rest of it. So I, anything that yeah. I'm going to say, I do not mean in a disrespectful way. I literally love yeah. people. I, I shouldn't say love because it's not like I have that many friends that have it or some right. sort of being on the spectrum. But I really do think it is a – an. I think it's evolution, to be honest with you. I do think that it is – So I wish I could be hyper-focused on the things that I care about and ignore the rest of the world. I know yeah. that sounds stupid as fuck, but – I do. I, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, yeah. You are not at all like I thought you were going to be with some <laughs> of this stuff. You're not denying your children going to the doctor if something's wrong. No. You're, you're just saying, I want to, I don't believe in this stuff. And it was like I told you all ago, I'm so on the fence with it anyway that when, when me and uh, my daughter's mother had her when I was 24, if I would have been more educated and versed on, on certain things, I don't know if I wouldn't have put up a fight with, with things that were putting in the kids' bodies. Um, first off, it makes absolutely no sense to me that at, what was he, 18 months old? That 18 he, months. 18 months that he got his 15 month and his 18 month shots at the same time that seems that like it's, ah, god that seems like that's overkill yeah that's it i don't think an adult's gonna fare fare well with that no i don't no. i don't see how anybody would think that that would be well but also too i'm such a conspiracy theory nut 
<laughs> I don't think that doctors and shit, I don't think they care about us no way. I think they're just trying to make a forever client. I mean, it's it's not it's not like it was 200 years ago when you had a, a doctor going around in a little Western town, little yeah. country ass doctor that actually cared about you. I, right. I, I mean, I'm sure there are some out there. Don't get me wrong, but mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think there's that many anymore. Uh, that would have turned me off of it. I would have never gave my kids another thing either. That, that right there would have scared me so bad. A lot of these parents that probably give you shit have never been in your situation. They, they want to sit there and they want to use hindsight and say, well, if you would have done this in the first place, this wouldn't have happened. Well, no, that's not necessarily true. That was, I'm not going to say it's a one in a million that your son had to go through all those things and get all those shots at one time. But I don't think that's the norm. Mm -mm. And if that doesn't work for you and your family, I don't see how anybody can fucking give you shit about it. It doesn't make sense to me that somebody wants to give you hell over something. If you were to tell me that story and every parent in that, in those groups that you were talking about were to share yeah. their stories and people would not be closed minded and they would actually listen yeah. They would realize she's literally just doing what's best for her family. That's what I've never understood. I, re I really haven't because I'm not sitting here crucifying anybody for, for vaccinating their kids yeah. or for, you know, putting their kids on, you know, medication or whatever it may be. Like, well, I don't, you're not, you're not an extremist. You're not. That's what I was saying while I was trying to get out of my mouth while ago. I literally thought that you were going to be somebody that denied medication if a child was sick because you didn't believe in vaccines, because that shit kind of so goes hand in hand. There have been, there are certain circumstances where I will. So if it's emergent, obviously my yeah. kid's going to go to the hospital. He's going to, you know, get what he needs, but we are also the type of people that we do try to treat at home as much as we can until it becomes a, a, you know, having to go to the doctor, having to go to the hospital. But I've also learned throughout that process that it is, it's it for my family. And I'll say that first for my yeah. family, that is what's best for us. And it's worked for us now being saying that when he is in the hospital for his surgeries, he's eight years old now and he's had 11, 11 surgeries total after every single surgery, they try to offer him oxycodone and Vicodin and all these things that First off, he has the highest pain tolerance ever, but, and I know my kid, but second, they try to do it without even telling you. So yeah. I've learned so much about that system that I literally have to watch him like a hawk now when I'm there, because I don't trust anybody to not give him something without my consent. And if, again, if he's sitting there dying and crying in pain, absolutely give him something for pain. But this is a kid who wakes up from surgery and asks for his iPad. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not that that kid that's sitting there crying and crying in pain. And typically an ibuprofen will help him. And you know, that's it. Well, those those things that you just mentioned, those opioids, are they build such a dependence, whether you realize it or not. And it's even, I would imagine, even on a child yeah. that you start thinking, Oh, well, I hurt my ankle today. Let me go get a painkiller to where I, I grew up I grew up in a house that was a lot of substance abuse and it was probably the best thing for me because I veered away from it. Now, I like to drink 
I started eating mushrooms about a year ago. That's been <laughs> micro dosing has been great for my mental health. Yes. I like, I didn't start THC till I was about 33, 32, somewhere in there. I was always a good kid. But <laughs> when you start hearing all the positive effects of these things compared to what opioids have done to everybody, like, right. I don't have a problem with that. It's somebody that would think, oh, well, she's letting her kid suffer. It's not that you're letting your kid suffer. It's you're saying we're going to try something else until it gets to that point. That's not going to be a, a first case for this. It, this is right. a last a last resort. And, like, that's really how it ought to be. You know, there's listening to the kid. It's listening yeah. to them, listening to their body and listening to their wants instead of just automatically resorting to that thing that you you think they need because some kids need it. Well, not all kids do. Well, and this is where I get I get mad at our medical system. I get mad at doctors and shit. It's where you think you know better than that mother or that child. So you think that child comes out of surgery or whatever is like already your is your head as a doctor or whoever is like oh we gotta we've gotta help this pain. Well, right. what if pain is part of the healing process? First of all, in me, like I kind of like that part of it. <laughs> like it was where when I grew up, we always would get asked playing sports: Are you hurt or are you injured? Like right. some, you got to learn to live with pain. You're going to get banged up throughout your life. You don't want to be a person that when you're 36 years old, every time your back hurts, you feel like you, Oh, let me go eat a muscle relaxer or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, like learn to deal with the pain, learn to stretch it out to and get done with a healthy way. And there's too many of these doctors, even on the kids. Like, and it's like, nah, and when you mask it, like when you mask it, that prolongs it. It, it oh, does. And same with fevers, like you immediately give Tylenol or ibuprofen for a fever, especially one that's low, like you're, you're going to prolong it at that point. The fever is supposed to be there to kill the bacteria in your body. So it's, I went down this whole rabbit hole after him and we changed our diets and we, we did all these things. I threw out all the <laughs> All the medications I had in my <laughs> cabinet brought in all the holistic stuff. And again, I do have ibuprofen in my cabinet. Like I'm not a monster. I have that, you know, I get an occasional headache that gets bad enough to do that. Yeah. But I'm going to try everything else first. I'm going to put the peppermint oil on my, my temples. I'm going to take the CBD. Like I'm going to do the things that might work first prior to, you know, having that last resort option. And I feel like People do think that I'm an extremist in that way because of the way that I talk about it. My wife tells me this all the time. She's like, you just have to change your wording. You're, you get so passionate about it yeah. that people think you're coming at them. And I'm like, well, I'm an Aries. So I no, can't. Hi, <laughs> every God damn. I thought we were going to get along. Every one <laughs> of y'all are like, I hate it. No, no, just because you're an Aries, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, you yeah. you want to build those beliefs up in your mind, ma'am, you go right ahead. <laughs> I don't have shit to do with it. Um, let me ask you this. For the yeah. people at home and myself, because I'm, like I said earlier, if I'm ignorant on something, I want to learn. Yeah. Say your child, one of your kids, has a fever. What point or what temperature does the fever get to? And what would be the process? What would you do along the way until it got to that point? Let's say if 104 is the breaking point where it's like little Johnny got to have medicine right now. 
Right. Like th this is it. What is your process up to that point to where medicine is the last resort? So I treat the symptoms, not the fever. So okay. for me, I've had, I have four kids and they've had a plethora of fevers throughout their lives. I treat the symptoms. So I have a, I've had a kid who has 103 fever and is running around playing with his toys. But then I also have had instances where it's 101 and they're laying in bed groggy and you can tell like their cheeks are red and they're just, they're not feeling great. So if, if I see the symptoms are there, that that fever is making them feel like absolute dog shit, then I will, first off, I typically do a peppermint oil bath. So that typically can lower the fever. You do like a warm bath, you put peppermint oil in it, and that can help. Um, cool compresses on their face. If none of that works, if nothing's working, oh, CBD too, that's another one. And it's THC free to everybody who wants to report me to God knows who. Big, di big difference, all you assholes. <laughs> take it, take yeah. it from me. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that helps. Um, there's a couple of different things, but if it gets to the, like, I'm obviously going to listen to my kid. If it's getting to the point where they are just not feeling it, they're out of it. They're groggy. Like I'll do an ibuprofen. Like yeah. again, I'm not a monster there, but I am going to try everything else naturally to try and avoid the potential liver damage of giving my kid an ibuprofen every time they have a pain or a fever or something like that. I really look at the long term there. Uh, I love that you do that. There's, it makes sense to me. Like it's the people who don't understand it. It's just stupid. Like it's, if like, if you were to give, I will guarantee you all your kids have a higher pain tolerance than I do. I am a man <laughs> child. I am a fucking baby. If my fever gets to 101, you'll think I'm dying. You will think I'm on my deathbed. I won't be able to move. I'll ache everything. But yeah. like, it, I grew up to where if I started getting a fever, I was treated right away to where like, yeah. there's no getting out of it without medicine. Right. Does that make sense? Like my mother, yep. would, I was the same way. My mother same would way. treat it as to where one, we're going to knock your ass out and you're going to sleep it off. Well, that's probably not healthy. Uh, <laughs> or like something like that. Or we're going to give you so much medication that you're, groggy and don't know what the fuck's going on until your fever breaks well probably not the right way either like yeah. the way you're talking about is it just sounds healthier it seems like the shit that i that i saw earlier on your stuff it's not enough people like how they're taking a clip of what you say and they're not listening to the whole story they're literally they're they're dissecting everything that you say and they're looking for the thing that fits their narrative without listening right. to what you're actually saying. I was even confused before we started this to where like, Oh, she doesn't give her kid medicine. That's fucked up. But <laughs> that's, that's not the case at all. It's you want to try everything leading up to doing that. And I could, right. I commend the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And I, again, I, I do feel like a lot of it is my presentation and also, you know, a TikTok video is only so long. Yeah. Like I'm not sitting here having podcasts every day talking about, you know, my daily life and things like that. And I feel like maybe if I did that, there would be a better understanding, but you know, I also do try to, what's the word? I try to maintain my kids' privacy to an yeah. extent too. These are all things that have happened in the past, things I've talked about on social media. 
And, you know, I have no problem doing that currently. You know, I would, I, I, now that they're getting a little older, they're going to start to see, you know, the social media and stuff like that. Like I do want to respect their privacy, but again, it's, I'm always going to be like moral of the story, always going to be that person that will always hear someone out. And I just wish that people would do that for me. Well, the sad, the sad part is you could sit here and do a podcast every day. You could do a live every day. You could do everything. And if somebody's not willing to open their fucking ears and get out of their own way, they're not yeah. going to. Like, I, I imagine you have kind of talked to whenever I said microdosing a while ago, the way you <laughs> raised your hand. I was like, I, yeah. I was somebody that would, if you'd have asked me six years ago, if I did, if I would be an advocate for microdosing and mushrooms, I would have been like, you have lost your fucking <laughs> mind. And now, like, I'm... I had to listen to people. I had to educate mm -hmm. myself. I had to figure out that the shit we grew up with, with everybody talking about how bad they were was just a fucking joke. Or it was people that was doing 20,000 milligrams or something <laughs> exactly. and losing their fucking mind. They didn't know what they right. were doing. But right. uh, by the way, if anybody's listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about, there's a documentary on Netflix called how to change your mind. I can sit yeah. here and talk to, I'm blue in the fucking face. Go watch the documentary. Just if you don't, once again, what me and her put in our body and our kids is ours. Like, if it works for us, it works for us. We're not telling you what to fucking do. Ain't nobody going out slapping a yoo-hoo out your fat-ass hand. So don't sit here and tell me <laughs> that I can't eat mushrooms and she can't do whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so like, and by the way, I, I'm i still not a little fella. Uh, I can say fat-ass because it seems like it's always the trolls are just the ones that are most miserable in their life. The ones who don't do a covered face of themselves, the ones who just are just miserable. So they take it out on people like you and me. The difference is I welcome it. I want to. I want people to bring up every bad thing from my past because I have put it out on this show. I have put it out yep. to the world. I control my narrative. And those people that don't, the people that want to go say stupid shit about you on the internet, they're miserable. And that's where I, I laugh at when I told you I welcome this shit. I want them to. All it's going to do is get me more views on this show because <laughs> it ain't going to affect my sleep or change the way I live. Well, speaking of the the stigma around all of that stuff, um, it's, you know, so sad that we even have to say that. But the CBD that, you know, that's actually a huge part of my past because I was wildly successful with a company called Hempworks way back in 2018 through 2020 when CBD became a big thing. And it was so controversial at the time because it was so new and nobody knew, you know, what it was or what it was doing. And people were giving it to their kids and people were freaking out, calling CPS and all these things. I've had CPS called on me for, for this. And it's legal, like it's federally legal. But the crazy part is, and just... <laughs> Just recently, and I told you a little bit about this yesterday, but back in 2022, when we were on a carnival cruise, I was on TikTok live and we were getting ready. It was just my wife and I, we were on TikTok live in our stateroom and I hit my vape on the TikTok live. And I, at the time, I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that like carnival was so against that. So the followers that dislike me on that platform ended up calling Carnival Cruise and telling them that we did that. So we got pulled oh, into security. We got pulled into security 
And they basically said, you know, you're not allowed to do this. And also a housekeeper found CBD oil in your, in your room. And I said, yeah, I use that for my Lyme's disease. I said, I've, it's something I take every day and it helps me tremendously. So I brought it on the cruise and they said, well, that's, it's illegal. You're not allowed to have that on here. We need to confiscate it. And I said, what? I had no idea. And again, like if y'all are going on a cruise, read the fine print because I had zero clue. And this is something I've taken since 2018. So they walk us up to our room and confiscate the CBD. Come to find out, we were fine the rest of the cruise. We apologized. We said, we're sorry. You know, it won't happen again. Come to find out, we booked another cruise for this year. And they took, they put us on the do not sail list for Carnival. So we are not allowed to sail on Carnival Cruise Lines moving forward. So we went through this whole thing. We're like, why? What happened? And they responded with, you had um, whatever, CBD oil and your narcotics and substances is what they said in the email. And I said, what? Like, I've never like touched a narcotic in my life, first off. Second, you're calling CBD an illegal substance. Uh, so we went back and forth, back and forth. We haven't heard back from legal, but they are now banning people from cruise ships for something that is federally legal. And it's absolutely insane. That doesn't make sense just on the fucking fact that once you get out in international waters, I don't think there's really laws or shit anyway, right? So there's laws in other countries, and I understand why they do what they do. Should they make it a little bigger of print when you're signing, you know, getting on your cruise? I think so, because not everybody's going to read every tiny little word on that thing. But in the other countries, yes. Did we bring it off of the ship yeah. into those other countries? No, it was in my stateroom on the cruise ship in, I believe, near my purse at some point. But I didn't bring it into that country, nor did I know that it was that serious. If I had known, I would have just left it at home. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, Carnival, I'll just go ahead and tell you, and I'm speaking on my behalf, not hers. I would never put words in her mouth. You better never let my fat ass on a ship because if you don't think I'm getting on there with some type of narcotics for my depression <laughs> and my anxiety, you can go straight. It's a fucking vacation. <laughs> I'm supposed to be chilled and relaxed the whole time. Yeah. Absolutely not. You know how many you people, know you know, this is what's stupid to me too. You know how many people, 100% every cruise ship that is out right now, if there's a thousand people on a cruise ship, 50 of them's got a bag of Coke. Oh. 100%. But your CBD oil is a problem, but we're not and stopping it's not even fucking that, Pablo like Escobar on the boats. Yeah. And it's not even that specific substance. It's, I mean, the legal stuff too. Like people are drinking loads of alcohol and yeah. taking their Xanax before they go to bed. Like it's, it's just crazy that things that are allowed because they're, they're legal, but then there's something that is formed by a plant that is on our earth that literally does nothing because it has 0.03% THC or less in it. Mine was THC free completely THC free. <laughs> that is what is going to get you banned from a cruise ship because you're going to be a wild person. If you take like, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. They would had to lock me the fuck up. I, yeah. I, I'm not just speaking to the manager. I'm speaking to the captain. I'm speaking to the <laughs> owner of carnival. I'm throwing motherfuckers off the side. If you try to tell me I can't take a legal substance like that on there, when I know there's people snorting reels left and right <laughs> around me. 
the elevator smelled like weed the entire time we were on that cruise ship. It just made no sense to me whatsoever. But it's funny because back in November, there was an article about a woman who was denied boarding getting on the carnival ship because they found CBD gummies in her purse when she was going through security. And so she was denied boarding. She is now suing Carnival and she has a lawyer and everything. That woman's going to get a hefty payout from them. It sounds like y'all should too. That's (laughs) it's discrimination of some point. Like it it has got to be discrimination. I mean, it was for a health related reason. So it's not like I'm just taking it to feel good. Like I literally have chronic Lyme disease. It's something I take every day, twice a day, because that is what gets me through my day. And to not have that, they confiscated it on day three. So not having that the rest of the cruise was actually pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. And it was it was unfortunate that that happened. Yeah, shit would be called the Josh Cruise line by the time I was. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would sue the fuck out of that. But that's stupid to me. Like, And it's also really stupid that somebody took the time while you were on live to call and report first off how the fuck do you get the number for whoever to get in touch with whoever you're a sick guy you're a sick person oh you have no idea i want to know what's some of the other shitty things that some of these cunts have done um well just recently they called the dog warden on us because a dog warden (laughs) so funny that not many people know what that is i guess because i worked at a dog daycare that i was always i knew about the dog warden but Um, it's the woman who makes sure that your animals have their rabies vaccine if it's required by state or by law in your state. Um, they make sure that boarding or I'm sorry, uh, breeders have kennel licenses if they have as many dogs as 26 a year, I think, or more come in and out of their house, which prior to this year or 2023, I never had that problem because we only planned on having one litter a year, which is what we did. One litter, 2021, one litter, 2022. 2023 happened and I now have two females that are of age and we had an oopsie and we had a second litter that happened unexpectedly because my girls are sneaky and we ended up with two big litters, a litter of 12, a litter of 11. And we went over the limit again, total accident, not something we planned, but they called the dog warden and we got cited for having an illegal, illegal kennel. And I'm like, y'all, this is, it's not like this is the third year in a row that we've done this. Like this was, and I've even publicly said this, I said, banana got pregnant. This was not expected. We weren't planning this litter, but she is. So we have a litter coming, blah, blah, blah. So even knowing that that's not something we planned to do, we got cited, you know, whatever for having an illegal kennel, but paid the fines, whatever it's over with. Um, People suck. People fucking suck. But uh, uh, you kind of got to laugh at it to the point to where who have you made so miserable by you being happy that they have to attack your happiness? I mean, yeah. that's all that's all it is. It's somebody they don't. I mean, it's the nicest way. I'm sure you have amazing dogs. They don't give a damn about your dogs. No. They, they honestly probably don't give a damn about your kids. They give a damn about what they see about you being happy on social media and they want to attack your happiness. They want to take shots at shit that they shouldn't take shots at. And it's just like, I feel bad for people like that. I I feel bad for that person 
that is just so wrapped up in your life that they're not living theirs. Yeah. Agreed. Completely agreed. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, they've called every job I've worked every single job. Um, I actually got an offer rescinded um, from a job that I was super excited about. It was a 911 dispatch job and something I've wanted for a long time. And somehow, because I didn't even announce it online, somehow they found out maybe someone in my area knew that I got hired there, you know, through the grapevine. Um, and they rescinded my offer because this, this group reached out to them. And I have no idea what was told to them. Zero, yeah. all I know. That sounds like you got like, Maybe some exes or something. That sounds <laughs> that, that sounds like somebody that is in your circle isn't happy for you. Possibly. Who knows? I'll never know. They have some anonymity online protecting them. But again, I, I'm at the point now. This used to bother me. It used to bother me so much. And it even it got to a really dark point in um 2022, even beginning of 2023. And I, I finally just said, why am I letting this take over my life? Like these people mean nothing to me. They mean nothing to my kids. They mean nothing to my dogs, my wife, my family. And I just let it go. I, I deleted the app. I don't look at it. I'm so, I'm so tired of letting those people invade my space because again, like they're, they see me in the streets. They're not going to talk to my oh, face. They're not no. going to tell me that shit to my face. <laughs> they're just no. not. Yeah, I, that's that's why I have no respect for. Them. Uh, yeah, one I love the saying: um, "Thieves don't break into empty houses." Mm. So, like, people just see that you have something going, so they have to attack it because normally they don't. And man, you, I've never had anybody on social media, and I have caused up some shit storms with whether it's people I've had on the show or just my opinion on shit or whatever, to where. I've had people run their mouths on social media, but I've never had anybody in public come up to me. I've never had mm -hmm. anybody do that. Nope. And me neither. until that day happens, I'm going to run my fucking mouth. I'm going <laughs> to stand up for what I believe in because it, it makes no sense. Like yeah. you want to sit there and you want to be a keyboard gangster, but if you don't like something, just turn it off. You you got right. the option of blocking me. My block finger is stronger than anything else <laughs> I got. If I don't like what Same. you're posting, I'm not going to comment on your stuff and tell you I don't like it. Um, you know, uh the crazy I part of that is you know how on TikTok that you can put your review all comments on now? Like you yeah. have to review them before they get accepted. Oh, I, didn't I turned know that. that yeah, so I turned that feature on about four months ago now, three or four months ago. So no comments show up on my videos until I approve them. And it's grueling and it sucks, but it's keeping the peace yeah. right now for me. But it's funny because I even said it publicly that I put those on and every day they put trash comments in there yeah. just so I see them. Just so I, I'm like, really? Like I just, I, that mindset to me, it just doesn't make sense to put so much negative energy into praying for someone else's downfall. Like that must be so exhausting. Yeah, well, we as humans were fucked up in the way that if you post a video and it gets a hundred uh, comments 90 of them can be positive 10 can be negative and you're just going to focus on the 10 the negative but yeah. what's funny and just these people that want to hate on other folks social media they don't realize that interaction by them putting 
that on there, that's going to drive up the 90%. That's going to get more people looking at your page. That's going to get more people looking at the video. If somebody doesn't like what you do, they should block you. They should ignore you because that's when they're, they're, they're hurting the algorithm. That's when they're hurting your shit by doing that. Uh, I leave everything of mine on. I let everything get posted. I'm always going to let everything get posted. I don't read the majority of them. If I see something nice that comes through, I'll comment on it sometimes. But anything that I post, I don't post. And I'm not saying you do, by the way, before I say this. I'm not posting anything for validation. I'm not posting anything to get a response from somebody else. I'm posting something because I like it. I think it's funny. I right. don't have no ulterior motives. Yeah, I, cl- I post clips from the show because I want people to go listen and watch the show and help me grow what I do for a living. But at the same time, if no one talks about it, if no one shares it, it doesn't matter. I'm still putting out into the world what I believe, and I'm putting out a message that I believe in. And too many of these folks, they're like, oh, we're going to fuck the message up. We're going to we're gonna ruin their day. No, you're not, <laughs> Karen, you dumb bitch. Go do something else. Like you're you're not taken away from me being happy or what the fuck I'm doing. Both of us get to go home to who the hell we want to go home to at night. We both have a happy life. Why the fuck does it matter? I I think these people, I don't, I feel bad for them. I feel bad that you feel like you have to ruin somebody else's day to make your day better. I've said that so many times because I, I don't understand the mindset. I am that person that if I see something I disagree with, then I'll maybe comment and have, again, like I said before, have a debate if they're if they're open to it. But I'm never rude and I'm never going to attack someone's character, especially someone that I don't even know yeah. um, on social media. Or I just keep scrolling. Like, if I don't want to see it, I just keep scrolling. And it just... I don't know. Like that mindset will never make sense to me. It really won't. You've got to be super stupid for me to come at you. Like you've got Mm -hmm. to be the only person that I have came at in a hot ass minute. There was a lesbian. um, I have to say this because you'd have to go look her up to get it. It, She's a lesbian comedian and she's not funny. I'll tell you her name after this. I'm not putting her name on it. I don't want to give this bitch any validation. Yeah. But I had posted something and like, I'm damn proud that I've worked hard to where my show's in the top 1% in the world that I've had great guests on this show. Like I've busted my fucking ass to get to where I'm at. I'm not a comedian. I, I've worked from, in radio. I'm literally a host of a show. I don't, what, right. if I'm, if I make you laugh, that's fucking great. If I make you cry, that's great. Whatever. I'm not trying to get one response out of you. And I made this video and it was clearly a joke what I had said to the girl that I was with and I was around and this, this comedian, she got so offended by it. And, and like, wait, a comedian got offended by it. Yeah. She got offended by it to the point to where she commented on something. And when I saw it to start off with, I was like, she's a comedian. Like it's literally in her fucking name. She's poking at me because she wants a response. She's a comedian. She's got to be able to take a joke. You can't out shit talk me, especially somebody who's <laughs> pretending to be a fucking comedian. That's not a fucking comedian. Like, I don't care. Like uh, this is fucked up. What I'm about to say, I believe in equal rights. I believe everybody ought to be treated equally, right? My best friends in this world that I tell, I love 
to every single day. I talk to them like they are a piece of shit the same way they <laughs> talk to me. And if I'm going to treat my best friends in the world like that, it's almost like if I'm talking shit to you, that is a sign of respect. If I'm not talking yeah. to you at all. That's when you know I don't fucking like you. But I was going back and forth with, with her, and I finally figured out she wasn't playing. Like, she was fucking mad at me. Like wow. she thought She thought that I was degrading the girl that I was with in the video that was laughing and talking shit back to me. She thought I was degrading her. So wow. she ends up making this long video, and she obviously had never listened to an episode of the podcast. Reasons I got fired in country radio, I do not support the Confederate flag. I am a white Southern male from South Georgia. That is a fucking... I am in people that look like me have tattoos of them motherfuckers on them. I don't yeah. support it because I have friends that I know what it means to them. Like, and it's, it's just that once somebody adopts a symbol of hate, it's a symbol of hate, no matter who the fuck ever has it. Uh, I had told Antifa to kiss my ass in a 4th of July post where I'm standing in front of American flag, bare assed drinking a oh beer. And then, uh, <laughs> This is kind of fucking weird to have to tell y'all this. There is a group, you know, who Brandy Carlisle is. Yeah. I love Brandy Carlisle. I think she's one of the best fucking musicians I've ever heard. She's in a all female group called the high women. And yep. I love the high Women. There's a song that's called if she ever leaves me. And it's like an openly gay country song. Jason Isbell, who I fucking love wrote it for his wife, Amanda, who's in that band. And I played it on country radio one day and got all kind of fucking assholes. Wow. Like calling radio station. And I don't care who you are, what you believe in, who you're fucking. I don't care. But yeah. if I'm respecting you and saying, hey, I don't judge you, don't judge me. It was the same people that look like me. Well, I, I decided to post a video. And it was not me being ugly. It was not me trying to be funny. I was like, these are the three reasons I got fired. And you're sitting here telling me I'm a sexist, that I don't like women, that I am racist, that I'm all these kind of things. You've clearly never listened to me a day in your life. You have no idea. And there were so many people responded and was like, he got fired for this. He literally got in trouble for this, like over and over and over again. And all this kind of shit. She didn't know me. That's the only time if you're going to sit there and you're going to say the things that I'm passionate about and the way that I treat people is a lie and that you want to make up your own narrative of me. Oh, no, I'll go with your fucking head. I'm going to cause a comedy or whatever you call it then. Like, I will fucking, I'll be a crash test dummy on your ass. But besides that, I want you to. I want you to be negative towards me. I've always said, I've always said, I'll make myself hard to love because I don't like shallow love. I don't want yeah. you to judge me by my, I don't want you to judge this book by its cover. I don't have fair weather people in my life. If you take the time to get to know me and you open that book instead of just judging the front page, you're going to realize, like, I got you fucking back. I'm a ride or die. I don't care who you are. I just care how you treat me. And a lot of people just aren't fucking like that these days. I just got, I literally just got chills when you said that. Cause that that's literally me. Like, and I've never thought of it that way. Like you make yourself, I love that. You make yourself so hard to love yeah. because you don't like shallow love. And I've experienced a lot of that this past year. 
and a lot of, I'm, I love you. I'm going to stay in your life forever. I'm your best friend. You're my yeah. best friend. And then in the flip of a switch, I say something on social media and I am all of a sudden oh, transphobic yeah. and homophobic, even though I'm married to a woman and racist and this and this and this. And I'm like, did you hear a word I said, or did you just hear one little part of it? And automatically you go to a bigot and a yeah. turf and a this and a yeah. this. I'm like, it's crazy. I laugh at them. I think they're fucking stupid. Uh, one of the things that I have done so good the past two years too, or the past couple of years, is you know how you see the good in everybody? Like you said, how you got friends that'll turn on you at the blink of a hat yeah. or whatever. I don't see the good in everybody until you earn it anymore. I don't automatically think you're a good person. Like, no offense, I don't know you. You seem yeah. awesome or whatever. Would love to have y'all probably back on the show, get to know you more as, as friends and all that good shit. I'm automatically going to think you're a shitty person and that you will fuck me over until you prove otherwise. That way, I don't set myself up for failure with anybody. Right. Right. Like the people that are supposed to be in my circle are going to be those that, hey, even when you fuck up, they're like, hey, well, you might have crossed the line there just a little bit. Let's yeah. reel that shit back in. Right. No, I'm the same way. And it's so funny because I've I've had that conversation this year with the two friends that have stayed. I have two incredible friends in my life and that's it. And I, I look at it and I used to think that was a bad thing. And now I'm like, my circle is small. I have no drama. I have no this, no that. It's yeah. fantastic. Like I, I focus on my wife and my kids and my pets and my two best friends. And like, that's it. I don't have to worry about all the outside shit anymore. And I just had that conversation with my wife probably a month or two ago where we both said, you know, we are, we don't let people in anymore. And if we do, they have to earn it. Yeah. Like we did have two, um, local people that we met out at a bar one night like two months ago really try and like enter our lives recently and we were so like wall all the way up <laughs> and i think that they were so taken aback by that and i was like no you don't understand like over the last three years we've had so many people just in and out in and out in and out i don't want that anymore i don't want those wishy-washy friendships like i want the solid ground that friendships used to be you know 10 years ago before fucking tiktok and social media well now you've got people that especially in social media. I've, I've worked in this shit so long now. You've got people that are looking for the next drama field thing to <laughs> blow them up. But what does it really do for you if you had to literally bring somebody down or throw them under the bus in order for you to get views or get followers or get whatever? It makes you the fucking worst of the worst, in my opinion. And then, like, that shit you're going to have your day. I make myself sound like the worst fucking person most of the time, because I don't want to be put on a pedestal. I'm not the Christian to be put on the pedestal. I'm not the dad to be put on the pedestal. I am the average everyday fucking guy that got blessed by the good Lord to work in radio and do what I do for a living. I'm right. going to fail. I'm going to falter. I am going to do some stupid shit. I almost won't like when something bad comes out about me, I almost want people to be like, Oh, I saw it coming, but that's Josh. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want you to be like, oh, my Mr. Perfect. Because I'm right. not. And there's too no many, one knows. There's too many fucking people on social media that just want to pretend that they have the perfect life with the Ugh. perfect partner 
that everything's great and then the second it's something me. the second something goes wrong their their life falls apart because they're like oh now i've got to be real with the rest of the world I'm like no yeah. fuck you if you'd have been real in the first place you wouldn't have fall so far I did that for so many years yeah. uh, in my last marriage, just the the perfect photo shoots and the perfect this and that. And I tried so hard to be the Instagram mom and the everything. <laughs> and I was miserable. Like I, I really was at the end of the day, like I was not happy and that, and I'll, and it's so funny because people are like, take accountability for that. I have, and I've taken accountability for that with the people in my life that matter. Yeah. Like I don't really need to do that with the masses, but at the end of the day, like I know that and I've moved forward and I, now I just share it all because whether it's good or bad or ugly or pretty, like I share it all because it's relatable. Well, putting that facade on is just so taxing. It is. Uh, it, it's just it's just so taxing. And then you're still, it doesn't matter what perfect life you put on social media, you're still going to have people, if it goes bad, they're going to be like, oh, I saw that coming. Yeah. So it really doesn't fucking matter. Why not just be honest? Like we, we said kind of at the beginning of the show, like you're a Christian. Like the the good I always say I do not hide my sin to the world because the only person that needs to know my sin already knows my sin. Right. Like I don't care. I do not care what anybody else's opinion. Of course, I want my daughter and my friends to like me and value me as a human being, but the rest right. of the world, I don't need you to fucking like me. I really don't <laughs> right. care if you like me because at the end of the day, you're not deciding whether I get into heaven or hell. You're not, you're not fucking, you're not doing what you think you're doing those people calling and making your life harder honestly they're probably just making your story fucking better they're probably <laughs> just making it to where you got another chapter in your book of life to where you overcame some bullshit well, i guess they're adding to it they're adding fucking to your story to where somebody that's literally just like oh good job they never will <laughs> they never will you don't learn from those things that you do right in life you learn from the things you do wrong yeah. And people, it makes you a better fucking person. I am yeah. curious though, like yeah. for all the people that listen to me and we talk about finding your happiness a lot as far as relationships, jobs or whatever. How did you know that it was time for you to make a change? Was Like how, how did you know that you were not in the position that you should be in? Um, it's funny because I didn't know until I knew like it was, yeah. it was years and years. And again, I, and this is not something where I'll say I was miserable for my entire last marriage. Absolutely not. I was, I was having babies and we were traveling and we did so many things and it was, it was great for a long time. Um, I think that I never fully felt fulfilled and without going to TMI, like, in the romantic aspect, but that yeah. was nobody's fault, but my own, because I yeah. never truly looked into myself. Um, I was a teen mom. I never grew up in the way that, that a lot of people get to, you know, I didn't go to college. I didn't have that experience. I didn't get to experiment and do things and all of that. Like I was a teen mom working, going to community college and living at my mom's house. Like it was a different road than most people that age. And, you know, I got married young and I had three kids in four years. And then, you know, I started network marketing and that blew up and it was great. And then I had all this money 
and I was still unhappy. And I had the house and the car and the the job and the he, great husband. Like it, I did, I had it all, but I was still internally unhappy. And I kept finding the next best thing to make me happy, whether it be a puppy or a kitten or yeah. a new car or a new house. Like when I tell you, I, I was always looking for something else. And finally, you know, over COVID when TikTok blew up, like I, I actually joined TikTok to stalk my daughter at the time because she was 12. She's 15 now. So 11 or 12. And I didn't trust it. I was like, what is this app? So I started, you know, looking at all the videos. And then I made a couple videos myself of my animals and one of them blew up and it got millions of views. And out of nowhere, I ended up with 10, 15, 20,000 followers and then one day I ended up on lesbian TikTok and I don't know how it happened. I don't know why, but I liked a video of a very pop Rhea. I mean, everybody knows who she is on TikTok, liked her video. And then all of a sudden, all these other videos started showing up on my For You page. And I started feeling these things that I had never felt before. And I was like, what is this? So I was very honest and upfront. I was very honest and upfront with my ex-husband at the time. And I have told this story before. And I, you know, I was very honest. I said, look, I don't know what's going on. This is how I'm feeling. This is, you know, what I want to do. And he was very supportive and said, you know, go figure it out. That's not a void that I can fill. Go figure it out. Better man than I. Uh, (laughs) I would have got my feelings ridiculously hurt. But I commend you for realizing yeah. that it was something like a lot of people get like what they're longing for and what they're lusting after confused. Yeah. And like it, it is huge. And by the way, I, I stay on lesbian TikTok. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite sides of TikTok, to be honest yeah. with you, right next to pimple popping and ingrown toenails being removed. Um, it's my, mm-hmm. my TikTok is very fucked up, but <laughs> Not a lot of people see that and have the balls to do it and actually do it the right way to have a conversation yeah. with like your, your husband at the time. Let me ask you, was it where that you wanted to just pursue it uh, physically or was it where like you had got it in your head? Like this could just be another part of our marriage, like to, to bring somebody in. <laughs> So, so I didn't know. I didn't know at the time. I think I just kind of wanted to experience it for myself, see if it was even something that I liked in, you know, physicality. And I, you know, ended up meeting up with my wife. I met her on TikTok. I reached out. I slid in her DMs, whatever people say. It sounds like you slid in a lot. And she was only three hours from me. So I actually wasn't three hours away the first time I ever met her, though. I was in Florida. I was in Florida for a work trip for HempWorks, the CBD company that I was working with. And I left a day early because the people in the house were sick. So I had a sitter already for the kids. Like they were all taken care of at home. And I said, you know what? I'm going to fly back to my car and drive up to New York. So that's what I did. I, I flew back into Baltimore. I drove up to New York. And I met up with her and we had dinner and it was great. And then I was supposed to leave that night and I didn't. And we ended up getting a hotel. And then the next morning I sat in the car on my way back and said, I will not be able to go the rest of my life without that happening again. And that was kind of just where I knew. And it all kind of, you know, it's a whole other story after that, which is, you know. (laughs) Uh, I I commend that. Uh, Yeah. 
so was it where it was so cut and dry with you after that experience that you had to kind of lay it all out for your husband at the time or like the decision yeah. had to be made? Um, yeah. It, and without getting into too much detail, it was more so I told how I felt. Mm-hmm. He told how he felt. We didn't align and we decided to to part ways amicably and we did. And it was, yeah. it was amicable. Um, and you know, it was a, it was a hard, it was, it's not something that was just, all right, we're splitting up and goodbye. Like it, yeah. there were kids involved. It was hard. It, it was messy and hard and emotional. And I, I don't wish that on anybody, but I also couldn't hide what I was feeling and it's not fair to him for me to be miserable moving forward. Well, it's it's not, it's not fair for him or anybody involved in that situation. Cause yeah. you're literally, you know, I don't know where he's at in life, but you seem extremely happy. Like you can't mm-hmm. block each other's blessings. There's, there's too many people that just don't realize if you don't pull that bandaid first, like that other person is probably just as miserable, whether they realize it or not. Cause if you, if you don't have two people that are right for each other, then you you're wrong. Like right. everyone is wrong for you till you get that person that is right for you. And yeah. until you're, until you get it, you, you just don't get it. There's a lot of people that's like, Oh, well, this is a good fit financially. Our families like each other, all this kind of shit, but that's not happiness. That's, you know, that's complacency. That's yeah. you're, you're not, not wrong. you know, we was, we're not put here to fucking work a nine to five. We wasn't put here to make everybody else fucking money. We were put here to be happy and to make everyone around us happy as possible. It is our job between our first day of our life and our last day of our life to be the best person we can be and to bring happiness into our life and everybody else. And some people's going to be, uh, some people's going to get hurt along the way. There's going to be casualties along the way that you didn't mean to happen. But and, I feel like you being upfront and honest to where there's a lot of people that are sneaky as hell. I'm in the South. There's a lot of dudes around here that, that like dudes and won't, oh, yeah. and won't ever say it. But yeah. I, I feel bad for them because it's like you're literally, that's what makes you happy. I, this is very crude what I'm about to say, but I say it all the time because I'm a crude person. If I wanted to suck dick tomorrow because it made me happy, I'd suck dick. <laughs> and I'd be unapologetic about it. I don't see right. why my happiness has to affect anybody else. And you right. being real and upfront. Yeah, to- it, it, it wasn't like it was easy. I mean, it was so hard. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do because that was 10 years of my life that I was, yeah. you know, throwing down the drain and, you know, ripping my family apart. I really was. And that was a, a hard, hard decision. And it wasn't really a decision because at the end of the day, I knew what I had to do, but it was, it was a tough road, but where we're at now versus where we were three years ago, like my kids love my wife. Like they absolutely adore her. They run to her every time they see her, even when I I call them and they pick up the phone, where's Angie? <laughs> I'm like, Hey, hi, hello. Um, but you know, they love her. We're in a great, you know, point in our lives. Finally, like it was a rough couple of years, but I am very happy with where we're at now. So I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and I don't 
think I could have gotten through the last three and a half years without her. So well, I'm very, very grateful for that. Well, you said y'all got married young, right? I got married to my ex when I was 23. Okay. Yeah. Th this once again, people, you've heard me say it a million times. It's not good to get married young. You feel like you have to because that's what life is telling you. You graduate high school, you go to college, you get married. You don't know who you are until you're 30 years old. You don't. You have not lived life. You have not had enough life experiences to make a commitment to someone for the rest of your life. I don't I don't hold it against you. I don't hold it against your husband. I don't hold it against your wife. You didn't know who you were yet. And that's and that's a hard fact for some people to get. I didn't start my career until I was 29 years old. I, yeah. I had to take a leap of faith and go into what I wanted to do that everybody else thought I was crazy. Now, eight years later where or seven years later, I'm exactly where I want to be and or where I need to be. I'm not where I want to be yet. But <laughs> it's if I wouldn't have waited, and I, I've never been married because I believe I, I'm weird about marriage. I don't knock anybody that's done it multiple times. I want to do it one time. But I want, I'd rather it take 40 years to find yeah. the right person than break some hearts along the way, hurt some people that didn't deserve to be in the wake of my disaster. Like, that's that's not their yeah. fault. And I learned that early in life. And with you, you're just, that's kind of, I just wish more people would hear that part of your story. That yeah. it might have took you a damn 30 years, but it <laughs> takes the majority of people that long to figure out yeah. who you are. And when you did, you took a leap. And that's cool, dude. Yeah, it is true. Very true. And obviously, I wouldn't change anything that's happened for the world because I have all my kids and I absolutely love them. But I do agree with, you know, getting married that young. It can. Again, there are people who've gotten married at 18 and were stayed married till they were 70. But that is more of a rarity than than the typical. And I do. I think that what is it? Men's frontal lobe closes at like, or women's frontal lobe closes at 26 and men it's like 35 or something. I've, I've read something like that recently or people well, with ADHD. Well, we're cavemen. <laughs> we're fucking cavemen. And it takes us a while to stop being cavemen. Like I am, I love women. I have a huge pro. I've always had a huge problem with that. I've been a cheater before when I shouldn't have been. I've made mistakes as a young man. My daughter's mother is a saint sent straight from heaven. We had her when <laughs> she was 22 and I was 24. We've never been married or anything like that, but I wasn't ready for that. I was ready right. to be a dad. I wasn't ready to be a husband. Yeah. And a lot of people get those kind of messed up. I yeah. was, but I would see a beautiful woman and I automatically would fucking grunt and start beating my chest like a fucking caveman inside because it's like I'm lusting after this person and I can't control it. It does right. take till you find somebody that you just lust after them or you just long yeah. for them to where if it does close at 35, that sounds about right for me, <laughs> but it, it's, you get it, it, but it takes yeah. life experiences. It takes, right. if you didn't know, how bad it felt to lose. You wouldn't know how good it felt to win. It's the same thing with everything else in life. You have to lose. You have to fucking do stuff. You could have had that experience with your wife in that hotel that night, or just y'all meeting and everything. And you could have been like, this isn't for me. And you know what right. that probably would have done. It would have reinforced your love for someone else. It would have, yeah. it would have showed you that you're supposed to be somewhere else, but right opposite because you know where you're supposed to be it felt right 
You know, right. th those old men growing up, I don't know if you had them around where you are, but the ones that would say, when you know, you know. Yeah. No one can define what that really means, but when you know, you know. And it's just something. And I, it is. You're, that's what you should be. That's what all these people that are making <laughs> hateful ass comments and shit about you, they should be looking at you and they should be like, damn, this woman lived. This, this woman <laughs> found out what wasn't working for her and she found a way to make herself happy again. That's what they should be fucking saying about you. Not worry about what you vaccinate or what the fuck you do. Like, fuck them. Fuck them all. <laughs> be happy. I, just, just keep yeah. being fucking happy, dude. That's all I want. It's literally all I want. Is to, and that's what I've been focusing on. So I'm, like I said, like, I'm really happy with where we're at right now. We are happy. We're content. We're both doing very well in our jobs. And, you know, we have happy, healthy puppies and dogs. And my kids are doing great. And everything is just... It's good. And I wish that more people just would stop caring about all the noise and all the BS and just focus on the stuff that they have in their lives instead of someone that they don't even personally know. Well, after this episode, I think they'll personally know you and they'll have a better idea of who you are and what's in your heart, ma'am. Uh, mm -hmm. Before we get off here, drop your social media handles where they can go look you up and then uh, <laughs> I'll leave you all on the rest of the night. Uh, well, my Instagram and my TikTok are the same. So it's uh, the underscore Riss Alisi, R-I-S-S-A-L-E-S-I. -S 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 and my Facebook, which is currently in Facebook jail for <laughs> getting reported, uh, is Marissa Brooke Alisi. But that'll be back up in about two days. <laughs> mine, mine stays in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't Always. fucking stay out of trouble on anything. So, um, well, I just appreciate y'all coming on the show and uh hey we'll probably have you back maybe have you and your wife on at the same time to talk some i shit. love I think, that i think that'd be a really good episode and yeah. um uh we invite all of our good guests if you're a bad guest and you're listening to this don't just shut the fuck up don't give me no hell <laughs> the the ones that we really like we record shows in nashville one week out of every month and we do some concerts and some other shit uh if y'all ever get a wild hair and y'all want to come be in some group shows and share just your outlook on life and your opinions and stuff with some of the other people that we travel with from social media, all that kind of stuff. I'd love to invite y'all to some of that. That's awesome. I love it. I love Nashville. Been there a couple times. It's one of my favorite places. Well, it's not my bank account's favorite place, but I like it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, just thank y'all. Thank y'all once again. And thank each and every one of y'all for listening to Josh Terry Podcast. Don't forget, February the 7th, Live Oak, Nashville, Tennessee, is the next Raising Grace Rounds that I'll be hosting. Uh, we'll be in Nashville all that week recording shows. Please go look up uh our guests on social media and don't send her no hate. Be nice. Don't be don't be a cunt, cunts. And anyway, I love y'all. Download all the episodes of the show, and uh, I will catch y'all next time. See you. Bye.